Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. Today's bonus show is a special announcement along with some emails and sex talk because, well, that's why I'm here, right? Topics include, I've got some news and it includes me, you, and a whole lot more sex. Why talking about sex with friends can actually lead to better sex. What to do about a swinging situation gone bad and the best couple's toys to use in the bedroom. All this and more. Thanks for listening. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. You can also follow us on all social media. It's at Sex with Emily across the board. Today's show, you guys, I have a special announcement for all of you. I'm here with Jamie. Hello, Deputy hello. Jamie, producer Jamie. Hello, hello. So here's my announcement. I'm so excited to let you all know that I'm going to be on Sirius XM Radio, Stars Channel 109, starting on Monday, November 12th. So that's this upcoming Monday. I'm going to be doing a show Monday through Friday. So that's like every weekday from 5 to 7 Pacific, 8 to 10 Eastern. So you guys can also, if you want to get a free trial, check it out. You can go to sexfamily.com slash SXM. So Sirius XM, SXM. So I just want to announce this to you guys because I have to thank all of you for supporting the show all these years because for 13 years, actually, I started the podcast in my living room and this is a dream come true. Podcast isn't going anywhere, of course. I will always be doing the podcast, but I am so excited to um, be able to be on live radio every day and have a live show to just help so many more people. The audience will have such a larger reach across North America. It has been a journey, you know, starting it out and trying to figure out how to actually make a living doing what I'm doing was quite a journey and just deciding that I'm going to be the person talking about sex in the room even 13 years ago was a lot different than now although now it still can be very awkward for people but I still you know I really couldn't have done any of this without all the listeners and all of you guys like staying on board and listening to the show and telling your friends and sending your emails and my amazing team thank you Jamie and it's just going to be really kind of like the podcast, but more sex talk, live calls, more guests, lots of tips, and your emails. So I just hope you guys will check it out. And like I said, if you don't have serious already, you can go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. And the other thing I want to say is nothing was handed to me on this journey. A lot of it was just sticking with something that I believed in and continuing to learn along the way. And I feel like there's a lot of times that I probably should have quit and maybe even, no, I don't think I ever wanted to quit. I have to be honest. I never really wanted to, but there were so much things pointing towards, you know, financially I was struggling and people weren't really listening to podcasts until a few years ago. Thank you to Serial. Serial was probably the podcast that, that launched that. I actually went to a woman the other night. She was saying like, if I had advice for her, she was starting out like in her early 20s and she wants to be do some hosting and some acting. And she's like, it's just so hard. How do you keep going? And I just said, you know, if you... 
surround yourself with really good people and you don't look at things that don't work out as failures because there's going to be so many of them along the way. Like I can't tell you how much rejection I got and how many times, you know, things great, really good things would happen. Like I got a live radio show about six months into my podcast in 2005, which was so amazing. And I did that for like a year, but then the station went out of business and it flipped formats like in a moment's notice. And then they, um, I had a TV pilot thing picked up and there was just really, it seemingly, I thought no way to make money. And I was really um, sort of hesitant about even figuring it out because I was like, well, I'm just an artist doing a show that's going to help people. But when I realized how important this was and how many people love the show, I kind of just had to figure out how to make a business out of it. And it was scared me. And so I feel like in life or in business, when you're really scared about something or you have anxiety, sometimes it's it's really a message that it's what you want to be doing and you just got to push through it. So I was telling myself, I'm not really good at business or I can't look at numbers or I'm just going to do the show and do what you love. The money will follow, which is the first book I read after college. And I actually thought that was true. And then I thought it wasn't true because I was like, how could I be suffering so much and not making any money? But now I look back and I'm like, oh, I actually did follow my passion. And it took me a while, you guys. I wasn't, it wasn't until my mid thirties that I actually found the one thing that I, I really was passionate about too. So I feel like if you are starting out or no matter where you are in your life, keep searching for that one thing that gets you excited to get up in the morning. And that makes a difference because with this happening and this dream really coming true, I just, I really do believe that there was a lot of odds against me that there really isn't anything I couldn't do, I can't do. And I'm not saying it's always really easy, but it's just, you just got to keep following those dreams. And also if you are starting something, it does help to have people with you around you. So something I realized early on, this is another thing is that I was doing it all in my house by myself. And then I realized that like, that's just really hard to be an entrepreneur and starting a business and starting anything. And so I found interns initially, which I still have always had a really strong intern program. And most of them I've hired. Jamie was an intern and I Sarah was. works for me was an intern. And, mm-hmm. and I'm just so grateful for that because I really couldn't even afford to pay people early on. And I just to have someone there who's again, sharing your vision and helping out can be just that thing that you need to um, keep you going. So anyway, you guys, um, thank you for following me onto this next journey. Uh, like I said, the podcast is still here and um, I can't wait to hear what you guys think about the show. If you do have Sirius XM, a lot of cars come with it for free these days. And again, we have a free trial you can check out on our site. So that's what I got for you. That's our special announcement. It's so um, exciting. It really is. <laughs> it really is a dream. I mean, I really could, I couldn't tell you guys. We've kind of known this is happening for a while. We did a test week in June and... Um, I actually can't believe it. I actually had given up on this dream for not given up on the dream of sex with Emily, but radio, because I just thought I didn't know how that was going to happen. Like I thought it just seemed like maybe there wasn't money in radio. People weren't listening, but they really Sirius XM is such a great place for me to be. It is us all to go. I think like Sirius XM and just podcasts in general kind of has like is bringing like, you know, keeping radio really around because it is because it was everyone's like, oh, radio. Like, why would you do that when you can? you know, watch TV or you can watch movies or you can listen to music. And it's like, I don't know, there's something soothing about like driving along in your car and hearing someone talking to you. Right. There really is. Yeah. Or when you're cleaning your house, that's when I listen to stuff is when yeah. I'm cleaning my house. I always have stuff going on in the background. It's true. Podcasts or radio. And I just love that it's immediate and live. Mm-hmm. And then people can be like driving. Like, And what another thing I love is it's drive time in Los Angeles. So people are in their cars. I mean, 
Pacific coast. Yeah. We all know how terrible that it's is. It's terrible. So like, <laughs> if you're like in LA, you're like, actually, what would Emily think about this weird thing that happened to me last night or this thing, you know, that I want or a date I had or something I wanted to change in my relationship. Cause I feel like if people are driving in their cars or even if you're just listening on their app, which I love, I actually listen on their app is that you could mm-hmm. just be thinking you could actually change your life that night. You can be like, oh, what do I want to do at this? And then when you get home, have that talk with your partner, masturbator, do whatever you need to do. A little inspiration. Every day, 10 hours a week. Why not? Exactly. It's going to be fun. So it's on Stars 109. Okay, should we get into sex in the news? I think so. Okay, I love this because there was a study that came out and I was kind of like, yeah, of course, women's sexual communication with their female friends is linked to their sexual health and well-being. So the study says that women who talk to their female friends about sex tend to have higher levels of sexual self-efficacy and self-esteem, according to a new research um, published by the Journal of Sexual Health. And I thought about this because my very first sex talks was with my girlfriends. I mean, part a lot of this journey that I'm on with sex was because I wasn't having great sex. And I remember in college saying to my girlfriends one day, who are still like my closest four best girlfriends, and I was like, you guys, what is the deal with sex? Like, my boyfriend was coming in from another school every day. It was like freshman year or sophomore year. And we would just be having sex. He'd be like pounding away like jackhammer. I didn't mm-hmm. know not to do the jackhammer. I didn't tell him I, did, I didn't know. But I wasn't having orgasms, as we all know. If you've been listening, I was a late bloomer on that mm-hmm. kid, that thing. And I just, they were like, well, what? don't you masturbate, Emily, or orgasms? And, and I was like, no. And then they we were all on this mission. They were like, well, this is how it works. And this is, you know, I just hearing their experiences and feeling like my first, out of the gate, my friends were so open and warm about it. Just really, until this day, I'm always talking to my friends. I'm always that one talking to my friends about sex. And I do believe in their talking back to me. I think it's, it makes sense that it would help women with, make healthier sexual decisions um, about partners, consent. So sexual self-efficacy means that women, basically, if they have higher efficacy, they Women are feeling like, yeah, I'm. I trust myself. I trust that I can find good partners. That, you know that are that are good to me. That I can ask for what I want in bed. That I can have sex, sexual sexual consent. Um, they also have higher self esteem, so they feel better about themselves. So just knowing that you're not alone and mm-hmm. others are going through similar things. And I think also that um, the other thing is if you like, I feel like most of my friends we go into these categories. We do talk about sex, but not all of them and some other women I talked to were like god I don't talk to anyone but you none of my other friends talk about sex but I feel like I bet if you venture into this territory with your friends if you be the one that brings it up you're like I wonder what my friends are doing in the bedroom or I wonder how they could be supportive or what I could learn from them be that friend be the one yeah. who brings it up I mean Jamie you were that one with your I, friends I, I am that one I you still, still am. are you I must be am. more so like it's interesting because and I've actually just started really thinking about this in like a, a a perspective away from myself but I really am the one that brings up sex like I'm the one I'm like we're talking about it I'm talking about my, like what I did that was new I'm talking about something I learned at work I'm talking about all these, and even before I worked here like I was always like asking questions about like because I had a lot of guy friends and I was just like so what is it so tell me about a blowjob like what makes a good blowjob to you just because I thought it was interesting but i'm like no one is bringing up that conversation to me except for i have like one i have one other friend that's just down all the time to talk about it so it's just very interesting but they never shy away from it they're always like yeah cool let's talk about it but i do realize that they don't really bring it up on their right. own right they're not like having side conversations when you're, or when i'm you're sure not they there. are but they're right. just not as in detail right. i'm very like no let's get down to this right i wonder it's yeah 
Right. And I think they probably appreciate that. And my friends now are sometimes like saving up the questions for when they for when they see me. But I, you know, I wasn't like this always. I was not born this way. So I feel like for people, you, you know. You can learn to be this way. You can way. learn to be this way. And I feel like you guys, we don't shy away talking about what we had for dinner last night or the workout we had at the gym. I mean, sex is the same thing. We're all sexual beings. So... I feel like we can talk about it. Now, I think it's interesting. What happens to men who talk about sex with their partner? It's just there is no study that has come out. But I think that men could also benefit from talking to each other. They could, but I feel like they don't get into it like women do. No, I feel like they don't. I feel like they're like, yeah, it was really hot or I had sex or I didn't have sex. Either I had it or I didn't. Or it was hot, it wasn't. But we're like granular. Yeah, like we get into it. And it's not even like... I don't know. It's just it, it's it's just also more. I think we do that so that we can kind of understand it better and break it down with our friends. So our friends are like, "Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I could see why that happened." Or like, "Oh, okay, that was interesting. I wonder if that's going to feel good to me if I try that or something like that." Right. I feel like a guy would only get into somewhat detail if something really wrong happened. Like, oh my god, like her parents walked in, right. or like you know her roommate like or the came condom into, broke, like, or the condom broke, or like she's like she let me put it in her butt. Right. Like that's, that's it. That's it. Like, like highlights. It. Yeah. Right. So I just think we would all. I mean, yeah. So, so guys, be that guy in your group too. I think this is for everybody. I'm assuming that men who have healthy relationships with guys could also benefit from these kind of yeah. conversations. Okay, let's talk about some more sex, and then we're going to get into your emails. Morning sex. Mm. Good for your health. It is, and here's how to make it happen. So I hear from a lot of people. There is no time for sex. You, I, I get it. You've got kids, jobs, life, families. But what about just setting the alarm in the morning, 20 minutes earlier? Then you start your day off with sex. So I think, you know, this is just an opportunity thinking about why, because this study actually says that morning sex is actually good for your health, that it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It doesn't have to be like a whole ordeal as long as you're both getting pleasure from it. So I think morning sex, great Great for random acts of oral. Random acts of oral. Would you guys buy that t-shirt if I bought a random acts of oral t-shirt? Yeah, we uh, we had a Twitter poll and people want it. So They did? Mm-hmm. They do, right. Okay, guys, we're going to make t-shirts. What was my other t- new t-shirt I wanted to get? Vagina oh. is the new kale. Vagina is the want new it, kale. Jamie then... doesn't like kale. I okay. don't. <laughs> I know a lot of guys are like, well, what if I don't like kale? I'm like, but it's good for you and you should eat it. So isn't that good? But I eat spinach. I know, that's good. Kale, kale is controversial. It, it is. is. Or, okay, here's my new mantra. This is my other t-shirt I came up with. On the way to talk to you guys about morning sex, I was thinking my new my new thing that I'm trying to do in the morning is meditate, masturbate, and manifest. So I like to meditate like right when I get up, if I can, and then masturbating in the morning, and then manifesting. And by manifesting, I mean, think about three things you want to accomplish that day or picture your day. I mean, whenever I do do this, I visualize something. Like a lot of times at the end of my meditation, I have like a few minutes where I just think about the day ahead. And there's an amazing power in either writing it down or visualizing it. Like if you're nervous about something and you're like, well, how do I want it to go? Or how do I want to feel at the end of that speech or that meeting or that show? Or picture yourself like how it feels when it's happening or how you're standing. Like the more you can visualize something and how it like looks, feels, smells, tastes, sound, you know, and what your goals are for it, it can actually the manifestation part actually can help on bigger than smaller scale you could be manifesting for the day or manifesting for your life so would you buy a meditate masturbate or manifest t-shirt i would definitely buy that i think a lot of people would buy that i only do one of those things in the morning 
Oh. I just masturbate. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I knew that. I know you're not a meditator. I should, though. I think it was, I, I should start I know we trying should. to do it, but it's like, I don't know. You don't know how, maybe you haven't done it. Meditation? Or yeah. Master, oh, yeah. No, I've definitely I had master- a study. Like, I had to go do silent, 10 days of silence years ago, but you could just get one of these apps that are awesome. I should. I should do that. Okay. Yeah. On well, the on the list. Put add to the list of all the things you have to do in the morning. Even if you do one of those, you're good. But the thing about masturbation in the morning is it actually is good for your health. Like so I'm saying this whole thing about sex in the morning could just be masturbation in the morning. So here's some of the benefits to it. Start your day off in a better mood and less stress. Sex has been proven to reduce stress because you're releasing all those feel-good hormones like dopamine and oxytocin, which can help you bond with your partner, but also orgasm releases that Mm -hmm. if you're alone. So your day can start. You'll feel calmer, more relaxed, feeling connected to yourself, your partner. Um, hormones, you guys, in the morning for men and for women, they are working in your favor. Testosterone's higher, which is linked to your sex drive. Like your morning wood, your morning boner, doesn't mean that you're horny, just means that your testosterone is higher in the morning, so might as well use it, right? Uh, For women, estrogen is higher, also linked to sex drive. So biologically, it just works in your favor, and then you're not thinking like, I hope we have time for sex tonight. You kind of just, the more stuff you could knock out in the morning. All these people who talk about like all the friggin' self-help gurus or whatever they are, he's like, do make your bed in the morning. Do everything, it's all about the morning. It is. Except for I'm not exactly a morning person. Me neither. I <laughs> so want like, to so be that person that works out in the morning, like gets up at like 6.30 or 7 a.m. And like, I just, my body's like, you're waking up at eight and that's the time yeah, that you Yeah, I know. Up. But the reason why I've had such a hard time with this is because I used to be, like the older I get, the better I was. That's my favorite thing to say lately. Because I feel like I used to get up really early. and But now it just, yeah, I can't. It's eight. I'm an eight, 8.30 person. But whatever... If more, if you are a morning person, a lot of studies I've read around habits forming that if you just, let's say you want to work out, if they say if you just do one push up or two push ups in the morning, like right after you do something that you already know you do, like brush your teeth, mm. if you do that every morning, you add like one task for like a week, like just two push ups, so you meditate for two minutes. That that's how you build habits. Oh, that's cool. I could have a whole other show called Habit Forming with Emily. Not that I've been as <laughs> successful with it, but I know all the ways to do it. Just like organization, I'm not that organized, but I could tell you guys how to be organized. Sex, I do know, so not to worry. Okay, it's also a good workout. It's not P90X in the morning having sex, unless you're into that. You're still somewhat doing somewhat of a fasting workout. You might burn a few calories if you haven't worked out, but it can make you feel more energetic throughout the day. And I know you're thinking, well, I always want to go to sleep after sex, but just get up, jump in the shower, and you will feel that energy. Research shows sex makes you look younger. Orgasm produces more estrogen, good for your skin. Mm -hmm. God, that's a good incentive, everyone. That's why I do it in the morning if I feel like I'm not looking very like sprightly. I like <laughs> just masturbate a little bit and then I look in the mirror and I'm full of color. It's true. It's so true. I just relax. All my anxiety goes down. Um, your blood flow is increased as well as DHEA levels, which are an anti-aging hormone, which is true. DHEA is, is, is an important hormone and you have a nice natural glow like Jamie. So look in the mirror after having sex. Your complexion looks better and so... If any of this grabs you at morning sex, I think it's important. I think uh, Jamie's going to add some. I should actually masturbate more in the morning, too. Like I'm saying, I haven't. Whatever. So, okay, so you start masturbating and yeah. I'll start meditating. I'm more meditating and manifesting than I am masturbating. But lately I've been trying. Yeah, let's just keep each other accountable here. Okay. That's great. 
<laughs> okay. So uh, now we can um, get onto your emails. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You know I'm all about your pleasure. I'm a huge fan of finding new ways for you to experience it even more. And for the guys, I know you love your orgasms, but what if I told you you could experience pleasure in a whole new way that's going to completely blow your mind? Okay, hear me out. You've probably heard me call the prostate the male G-spot. Well, that's because when stimulated, it can lead to strong erections and incredibly intense orgasms. Yes, I'm talking about prostate play. And whether or not you've tried it before, Aneros knows that prostate stimulation feels amazing. Funny enough, they found this out by accident because their products were originally for health benefits, but they got this incredible feedback. Can you just imagine the feedback? Um, hi, I just had the most incredible orgasm from my butt. Anyway, please meet the new Trident Collection. Each Aneros massager in this lineup hits three areas of stimulation, internally on the prostate or P-spot and externally on the perineum and the K-spot just behind the anus. I know, who knew there were so many spots? Bottom line, these external acupressure points can lead to full body orgasms. Aneros calls this the super O, I call it the holy crap O. I'm sure you'll find some good names for it. And what makes Aneros products unique is that they're self-powered, meaning they don't vibrate or require batteries. Your body's own movement makes the magic happen. Use them on your own or with a partner. The results are explosive. Like all Aneros products, the Trident massagers have been medically researched and are anatomically configured to fit perfectly. They're made from a solid, non-porous, body-safe plastic that is comfortable and easy to clean. I have so much to say about Aneros, and I'll be talking about them more in the future. And you're always asking me for more male toys, so you're welcome. Check out the Trident line for yourself. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash Aneros. That's sexwithemily.com slash A-N-E-R-O-S today. Okay, guys, that was sex in the news. Let's get on to your emails now. I love answering your questions. It's why I do what I do. If you want a question answered on the show, you can go to our website, sexwithemily.com, click the Ask Emily tab, include your name, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. First email, this is from Dave 30 in Canada. Hey, Emily, about a year ago, my girlfriend expressed interest in wanting to try swinging, telling me the idea of watching me sleep with another woman turned her on. Due to previous jealousy issues on her end, I was skeptical and made sure that we spent some time discussing anything and everything we could think of as well as attending swinger parties and talking to people on the lifestyle. We went out with a couple, we drank too much, ended up back at our place and started to soft swap. I left the room and started to get sick. She kept going and told me that our hard rules were broken while I was blacking out. When we talked about it, she just tried to justify it as we were all pretty drunk. I'm not sure how to get over this. We've been together for seven years. I'm super analytical. I just want to know why. But anytime I try to bring it up, she gets upset that I end up consoling her and not getting any closure on my end. Should I just shrug it off as a drunken mistake? Dave, this is an interesting conundrum you got yourself into, um, into here. You know, I, you know, my first thing is like, I get it. Like, I, I understand guys like your people like you, like your brain just like, it doesn't compute. Everything doesn't stack up. She had jealousy issues and then she had liquid courage and this all went through that night. So I'm just trying to figure out which part of it is upsetting to you. Like, is it more that she got drunk and broke the rules? Is it that she slept with someone else? Is there other times in your relationship where she does drink too much and have other things happened? So I just want to say that because you know, if you do do this again, and there's everyone listening, you know, getting blackout drunk 
And having sex is just, especially if you're going to be swinging and opening up your relationship and breaking through some boundaries or testing new boundaries, it's just not great. So anytime someone does something wrong in a relationship or anytime alcohol, like you can't just plead, I was wasted, right? I mean, it's a tough um, excuse because in a sense, we've all been drunk and done mm-hmm. things we regret, right? Mm-hmm. Big and small. Yep. So I get it, but it's never been okay to say, sorry, I was drunk. Um, so I do think you're going to get past this, but I'm just wondering like, why won't she talk about it? Is it because she's embarrassed and she feels bad? Is it because she actually just really like liked it and doesn't want to do it again? Is she like, I just, I'm not sure why she wouldn't, but maybe you guys don't, you know, this would be a great time for you guys to practice really good communication skills about things other than just sex, but about, you know, if you guys have been together seven years, like I would like her to show some compassion here for your feelings too, about how it feels to have those boundaries, you know, Mm -hmm. broken and, um, you know, let her know that you're not actually bringing it up to get mad at her but you want to understand and maybe both of you and maybe this isn't just like a, a back and forth that maybe you both together needed to figure out where to go next. Are you going to keep swapping? Yeah. And like they both got really drunk too. So it's kind of like maybe there should have been some kind of word or like, you know, a safe word in a sense, but kind of like, okay, yes. like we're too drunk for this to be happening. Cause I'm picturing him being sick in the other room. And then, you know, it, she could have just been really drunk and been like, Oh, he's somewhere and he'll be back. Right. And then just going through with it. But at the same time, I feel like I would be more upset than I'm like, you didn't check on me when I was sick. Yeah. And you just continue to hook up with these people and then break all of the rules that we set out for. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Right. So I think maybe <sighs> don't swap for a while. Yeah. I do, think you guys drink. got some healing. Yeah. You've got some healing to do here because yeah, we're, but if you're, but sometimes you know when people drink so much they can't really they're not making the best decisions. But you're right that that feels hurtful. And I guess it's okay to let her know how it made you feel. Not that you're, you know, kind of like don't angry, like, but let her know. Yeah, like just kind of be like, look, like I don't want you to like get defensive and cry or anything. I'm just letting you know like this didn't feel good to me. So how do we prevent this? Right. Because I don't want her just to shut down about your sex life. Like, I think you guys need to continue to to talk. So she's got to open it up. And um, I think you guys will learn a lot more about each other. Mm-hmm. And um, see where you want to take this next. Our next email is from Errol23 in New Jersey. Hey, Emily, Jamie, and team. First of all, I'm obsessed with your show. I listen on my commute to and from work. And I have to say, it's a strange yet invigorating feeling becoming all hot and bothered on the train. I love that. Anyway, I'm wondering your recommendation on the best couple's toy. I don't have the easiest time orgasming during vaginal sex. Usually I only can while using a vibrator ring, a vibrating ring that provides constant pressure vibration on my clit. My boyfriend is super open to trying all toys, so any recommendations would be amazing. God, I love how people with sex toys. Mm-hmm. I wish I could be like, who's the woman who go to like, like Mary Kay Cosmetics? Like when was that? Like back in the 70s or whatever. Like I could, I know they have these parties, but I'd love just to be able to help everyone. Like, like this is what you need. I will match you up with toys. Right. Like a, like a dating game. Yeah, like a dating but with game, like but vibrators. Here's the toys. Yes. Here's the vibrator that's right for you. So um, the WeVibe Sync or the WeVibe actually was invented as a couple's toy. Like the original name WeVibe is the, and now their latest one is the Sync. It's a couple's toy that you wear during sex. And so- you might really like that one. Um, the the Dame Eva 2 is another one that's a wearable vibe. And then the Mystery Vibe Crescendo. 
That's a good one too, Jane, right? We got those. You could bend it into a million different shapes. Well, that's why I like that one because it can be so many different toys at once and there's so many different motors in it. And it's like similar, like it has an app that you can use it with, which is really cool because there are so many different motors. But you could use, that one could be fun because you could use that like so, you could never use it the same way twice almost if you wanted to. Yeah. The, yeah, I ha- I just found that when I was going through all my toys. It has a different, yeah, it's like, it looks like one of those, did you, those, those the snap bracelets. The snap bracelet. Yeah. It's like a snap bracelet, but it's like, looks like a ruler, but it like snaps. So mm-hmm. you could like, you could just curl it into any shape you want. Also, you said you used it a ring during sex. I'm wondering which one, because I do love the pivot ring, because I feel like the pivot is a great ring, but also I like it as a clitoral vibe. Mm-hmm. I like it, you know, as a twofer. The Mimic, the Mimic by uh, clandestine mm-hmm. can lay in your stomach. I, I like this one. It's like a little butterfly. Mm-hmm. And have it on your clit while he enters you from behind. Most women actually can't orgasm during uh, vaginal intercourse, PV. So we need something extra. You need your hands. You need a vibrator, something extra. So use lots of lube. Make sure that, you know, maybe a little oral before. And um, any of these sex toys are great. Yeah, yeah, I think people just forget to like, sometimes for me, because it is sometimes hard to stimulate your clitoris while you're having sex, depending on the angle that you're in. I like to pull up on my like pubic mound because it kind of makes your clit come out more and yeah. then you can stimulate it that way. That's true. Pull it up, adjust it, see what the best position is for you. I'm always learning too, you guys. You're never, you're never really done. So every time you have sex, just try to like... Mental notes. Yeah, a little positioning. Right. Okay. So have fun with those and always use lots of lube with those toys and with every kind of sex. Okay, Kyle, 31, Texas. Jamie, you want to read this one? Yes. Hi, Emily. My soon-to-be fiancé and I have great sex, but we're experiencing issues with birth control. She's on birth control, but we also use condoms just to be safe, but we can't find a condom that's comfortable for the both of us. Ooh, extra careful. I like them. She's allergic to latex, and I'm too big for every non-latex condom we tried. Even getting it on and off is a painful experience for me. For her, the pain from sex can be pretty severe. At best, we have sex. We can have sex once every other day because she gets sore, and we use plenty of lube to make sex less painful. We considered a vasectomy for me because our ultimate goal is to adopt. Oh, that's cute. Hmm. But are hesitant. While I know this sounds like a BS problem and actually limits the amount of sex we'd like to have, do you have a few suggestions for non-latex condoms to try or alternatives to make sure we're still safe? Thanks so much. We love the show. Wow. Yeah, this is a good question. I totally, it is not a BS problem. Like I, I've often said in the show that we've heard more, we get more questions from listeners about penises being too large than being too small. So hopefully there's a lot of men listening that just did a huge sigh of relief there because mm-hmm. all of your penis insecurities um, are not really necessary, I'm telling you. So yeah, if you, how long have they been together here? So if they, it's your fiance. So if really, if she's on birth control pill, you don't have to really worry about condoms if you guys are faithful and you're not worried about STIs, STDs. So if you guys have gotten tested, you know, you should be fine and not mm-hmm. have to worry about condoms. Um, my favorite non-latex condoms are skin condoms and they do make the king, mm-hmm. K-Y-N-G, just like S-K-Y-N. Mm-hmm. So they make large condoms and they are non-latex and you put a few couple drops of lube on the inside of the condom that can also help. I love dental dams. Dental dams are coming back too. Like that woman who's making the dental dam. Yeah, laurels. My laurel, laurels, mm-hmm. right? They're not out yet, but they're like almost out and they're great. I think yeah. that's a great idea. It's like a, a latex 
underwear. Underwear, mm-hmm. right, which is hot, I think, because it actually feels good. No one ever really uses dental dams that much, but I feel like um, it's kind of like the same material. Like it can be latex or non-latex, and you just put it over her vulva, and then you could also, you know, go down on her. There's also the female condom, which I don't have a lot of experience with that, mm-hmm. but there is a female condom. And so her pain from sex could be a separate issue. So I think this is something that she could... Um, talk to our doctor about or see a pelvic physical therapist like we had a great show with other Jeffcoat mm-hmm. um, a few months ago so it could be an overactive pelvic floor I'm not sure if she's always had pain but it's very common 80% of women have had pain at some point in their lives and I'm glad that she's not normalizing it but I because she's clearly having pain but I think it's important to uh, talk to her doctor and see what that's all about I'm glad that you guys are aware of it and they at least using lube Yes. To try to lessen it, but it seems like it is a kind of a separate problem. Yeah, that might be a separate problem. And you just remember, yeah, you got to go go slow. Make sure you're both really, the more turned on she is, the easier it could be to uh, mm-hmm. enter if she's yeah. aroused. Um, I do want to say, though, I just think it's adorable that you guys are like planning on adopting. I, I just know. Think that that's really sweet. I do too. I do too. I think that's really sweet. I love it. There's a lot of kids out there who need homes, babies. Mm-hmm. All right. This is from another Kyle. We another have a Kyle. lot of Kyles. I feel like over the last few years, Kyles have gone up. Which is funny because I don't think I've ever, I've only met probably one Kyle in my life. Yeah, same. They're all listening to the show though. Don't know. <laughs> I haven't met any either. Okay, dear Emily, my wife and I have been married for 11 years now and have an excellent sex life, but have been slowly exploring new things. Love it. I suggested anal to her and she was a little unsure. The question I had for you is about after having four kids, she has hemorrhoids. And I was just wondering if you had a tip for that or should I just forget about doing it? Thanks, and I love the show. Okay, ouch, I read that no, 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 no. You cannot have anal sex when she has hemorrhoids. So I just want to make sure that she is getting treated for her hemorrhoids mm-hmm. um, and make sure that she's fully healed. I mean, and if she has chronic hemorrhoids, if this is happening, I don't know how old your kids are now, um, then you just can't. Because the more you have anal sex, the more agitated it's going to be. They're going to become more irritated and will take longer for her to heal. So I think you got to spice things up in a different way. I mean, she could still, I was going to say she could still use a butt plug or something, but you really, you got to be careful in that area because yeah. it's so easy to get them irritated. Maybe she could do anal on you. Kyle? That could be a thing. Have you ever wanted any kind of prostate play? That could be very exciting for you. Um, talking dirty, dressing up, having sex in different locations until she cures those hemorrhoids. You can like put a blindfold on and just like tell, like she'll just be like, you're in my butt, but not really. Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't think that would work. But. No, it wouldn't work. <laughs> right. You get like a I'm robot kidding, butt. Don't listen get to a me. flashlight. No. I'm not the expert. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think you want to wait because she won't know. And you have four kids. I love you guys. Really. I think you guys, I'd love that you want to spice it up, but. There's so much to do, though. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a lot more you've done. Get my book, Hot Sex. It's a great tool. I think it's, um, if you guys are, just want to leave it by the bed or hide it from the kids, though, you want to put it under your mattress or something. But you open up to any page and it's got a lot of ideas that you can look at and be like, oh, we could try this tonight. We could try that tonight. I'm all for spicing it up, but let's hold out on the anal. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what we got time for today. This is a little bonus show because I wanted to thank everybody for supporting the show and to tell you about, it's just is very surreal that this is happening, that the show is going to be on SiriusXM. And I think it's going to make it for a better podcast too because mm-hmm. the more, I know in the past when I've done live radio often and you're doing it every day, it just, it feels so good. And I feel like um, it's going to be like a new energy and a new life. The show will still be here. The podcast is still around, but I'm just, um, 
excited and grateful to all of you. And I have such an amazing team. Thank you, Jamie. Thank for you support. for this like whole <laughs> journey that I've been allowed to be a part of. Mm, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you to oh, my amazing team, Ken, Sarah. What up, Sarah? Producer Jamie and Michael. Everyone, was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. 